Hello and welcome. Today on FinTech Impact, I have a Chief City founder and CEO of Branch. Branch is a FinTech that allows employees to basically access money that they've already earned before their paycheck. And with that, here's my interview with, with Atif. Atif, thanks for your time today. Thanks for having me. So Atif Siddiqui, founder and CEO of Branch, tell us about Branch. Branch really is a, it's a payments platform that helps businesses accelerate payments to their workers as a way to empower them. One of the things we've seen is that getting payments into the hands of workers faster helps them avoid other fees elsewhere. And it really allows them to start building some financial stability in their lives. Yeah, elsewhere, including the payday loan industry altogether, right? So we know that that can be rather costly to people. And when you think about it, your concept makes a lot of sense, right? I mean, many employers have had their employees approach them about maybe getting paid earlier in a lot of more bricks and mortar businesses. But in especially in professional services or at certain levels, that sort of thing, I guess people don't necessarily want it to be seen as asking their employer to get paid earlier. Or it's just not common. So frankly, and people run into financial difficulty at all levels of income. So I think what you're doing makes a lot of sense. I mean, you've, you're getting paid every two weeks and you're a weekend and some financial need arises. Anything that cover you for that week is going to be pretty costly in comparison to just getting paid what you're due. So tell me about the history of the company and what that led to you founding it. Yeah, so I founded the company back in 2016. I was an entrepreneur in residence at Idea Lab, and kind of the core idea behind Branch and the mission behind you know what we've started is how do we help hourly workers, typically workers that are low to moderate income, grow financially. And this was really started from my own experience as an hourly worker. Like I'm sure some of your listeners, their first job was an hourly job. And I found that a common pain point for workers when we started was they were always looking to earn more income by picking up additional shifts at their employer. And we wanted to make that process as easy as an Uber driver picking up a ride. One of the things that we... So we launched it as a basically a mobile B2B product and working with employers. And I think over time, probably halfway through that journey, we kept kind of peeling back the layers on the, you know, the end user and trying to figure out why are they looking for more hours? And that's when we found that their income was very volatile. Their schedules fluctuated, so did their income. And just a slew of other financial challenges like little or no access to credit, very little to low savings. And looking at a lot of the work that we had done with employers and the relationship we have with employers and the systems of record we were plugged into with some you know, very valuable employment data, we figured you know, we could probably build a better financial service experience from the ground up for this consumer. And that's where you find Branch today. But the core of our product is a digital wallet that enables a better financial service experience for these workers. That's fee free. Excellent. So my first question to you about this has to do with the employer's viewpoint of it. I mean, I can we can definitely see the incentives for the employee, right? Like the ability to avoid piling on credit card debt, payday loans. When you approach employers with this concept, what's the general feedback you tend to get? Yeah, the main driver when we talk to employers, especially in the industries we work with, retail, restaurants, employers that have a large population of hourly workers, is that it's really tough to attract and retain talent. I feel that even that's been relevant, you know, since we started, but even more so now as they're feeling, you know, the shortage of labor and turnover in most of the industries we work in are anywhere from 50 to 100% annually. And so they're looking at branch as a benefit that they know will make a big difference in their employees' lives, that it's something they would love and that will hopefully get them to be a preferred employer of choice. The other thing that we found too is that this idea of accelerating payments to workers is pretty cumbersome for employers to do themselves. 
there's significant costs, administrative burden. And so one of the things we've also seen is that it also helps them alleviate some costs that they incur with some antiquated payment solutions. So you might find this surprising, but a lot of employers we work with still cut paper checks. Either their workers are unbanked or they don't have a reliable way to deposit money. And so there's a significant cost that. And what we can do is help bank their employees on day one with our solution, with a fee-free checking account in our digital wallet. And so attracting and retaining talent and really mitigating some costs there on their end is very top of mind. So clearly, you're very heavily focused on certain areas of the service industry in particular. I'm sure you have a lot of restaurants and whatnot, because that seems to be the highest turnover of industries ever. And again, you know, it's interesting you talk about the unbanked. That's another issue with, uh, with, with a lot of people in this sector of the economy is, you know, they pay too much to even get access to cash because they don't maintain bank accounts. So you've solved that by essentially pairing a challenger bank solution along with your accelerated payment solution. That's correct. Yeah, the core of our product is a digital wallet. And there's a couple reasons that we went down that route. The first is that our wallet allows the free, flexible way to push money to workers at any time, right? It's our own rails where we're not reliant on bank ACH or the network's debit card rails. So we can push money to these workers at any time. The second, I would say, is that it allows us to it has allowed us to align a business model that's in the interest of the user. Meaning, since we're pushing money for free, we firmly believe at Branch that accessing your wages or any payments from a company should be free. And the way we monetize is that we know a certain percentage of users on our platform will use us for banking services, meaning our debit card. And we make money in turn from the merchants they spend at through interchange revenue. And in fact, one of the things we've seen is that somebody might come to us for earned wage access and discover like, hey, Branch is a better banking solution than my traditional bank I've been using. And so one out of three users actually switch over to Branch as their primary account, which has been exciting. Well, yeah, come for the accelerated payment, stay for the awesome banking service. Nice to see done. So uh, you can use that, by the way, if you want to take that tagline. <laughs> <laughs> So from the employer standpoint also, how does this work in terms of their cash flow? Is there like, are they pre-funding like a two-week period of, or a week period of salary? Or is there some sort of float that has to be? No, the, the, there's no pre-funding on their part. You know, one of our approaches is, from a product perspective has been, let's make this as friction-free as possible to not only the end user, the consumer, but also the employer. And we've been able to manage that flow for them. And in fact, it's, I'm glad you brought up cash flow because you know there's other company to work or payment use cases that are very cash flow intensive. So one of the things that we saw accelerated over the last year was this idea of digital tips. You look at this in the context of a, a pizza restaurant, like so let's say Domino's Pizza. Their delivery drivers, you know, work at Domino's because they expect to get tipped out at the end of the shift, and it's a significant source of their income. What they were finding is that there was no cash at the end of the day to tip them out, right? So managers were having to run to an ATM. If not, they would have to manage a lot of cash on site, right? Which is a, a little risky. And so they turned to branch as a way to push digital tips to their delivery drivers as soon as they finish a shift. And it's been a nice way to sort of alleviate some of those cash flow concerns, not only just around wages, but also things that were very cash flow intensive, like digital tips or reimbursements. Excellent. So, I mean, clearly you started an industry with the single greatest, what 
has like the greatest need for this, right? And, you know, the the service industry, delivery industry, and the examples of digital tips you escape. Have you seen much adoption or interest in other sectors of the economy? Have you gotten into more professional services businesses seen or manufacturing for that matter? Yeah, you brought up earlier, I, I think this challenge of um, cash flow between paychecks is not unique to just hourly workers or workers in the service industry. I read this stat recently that workers making 50000 to 100000 about 50% of them still look paycheck to paycheck. So, you know, the, the structure is real across the spectrum. Some of the areas that we've expanded into are healthcare over the last year. There, we're now making a push and we, we were expanding into contractor payments. So 1099 workers, be it gig workers or 1099 staffing companies. And again, similar challenges faced by a restaurant worker or a delivery driver based in other parts of the economy. So let's talk it now. We've talked about it from the employer's appeal. Let's talk about it from the employee's appeal. I mean, obvious general benefits, but tell me about like the feedback you're getting and like kind of the user success stories you're seeing. I mean, you already talked about people stay for the bank account, but in, in general, adoption rates, what, what level, uh, how often are they requesting money that they would have otherwise had a hard time getting? Yeah, from a consumer's perspective, the employee's perspective, like you mentioned, it, it helps them avoid fees elsewhere. I mean, aside from just payday loans, just traditional bank fees. You know, one of the common refrains we hear is that I haven't received an overdraft fee now as a result of using branch to help me out with these unexpected expenses when I before would just accept overdraft as a normal part of everyday life. So, you know, in terms of um, usage and adoption, it really varies by use case. And earned wage access is an optional benefit, right? And so typically we see anywhere from 20% of the employee population use it in a pay period, but it's it really has been used for emergency situations. When we ask users, you know, what are some common expenses why you use your own wage access? It's been an untimed bill, a medical expense, transportation to get to work so they don't miss out on additional income. When we look at some of these other use cases like contractor payments, they're really looking at branch as a uniform solution to help them pay all their contractors, right? So in that case, their adoption, you know, is obviously everyone on their platform. And it's been nice to see kind of this wide range spectrum, but at the end of the day, like, yeah, our goal is that hopefully the end user, the consumer here sticks around long after even they leave the employer. And we do see that they can, they come to branch through an employer, they then go to another job and they take branch with them. And again, use branch, <laughs> their primary bank account. Is there any sort of uh, network effects you're able to get there to try to convince people? Like, you know, you're sending letters to these employers saying, by the way, 10% of your population uses branch. You might want to give us a try. It definitely doesn't hurt when uh, you know you can reference yeah. uh, an employee that's been using the platform and their success at their previous employer. So yeah, it, it's something that we we do leverage and we do see happen, especially as you know workers on our platform continue to grow and go from different jobs over time. So I'm not surprised by your, your your statement about the findings about how people, why they've gone and looked for an advanced payment. There's a study done out of my home country where basically they, like once a year, where they ask how many people, how many of them could survive a $200 
shock to their finances at any given point. And the numbers are frightening, quite honestly. So if you think of an amount as, as low as 200, your findings seem to be right in line with the type of things that, that basically cause that difficulty. Yeah. And it's something that we see here in the U.S. as well. The, the stat that gets thrown around a lot here is that you know the average American doesn't have $400 saved for an emergency. And really, as we look to you know, what's next for branch and kind of our mission of how do we help hourly workers and, you know, working Americans grow financially. It's really around that idea. How do we get them in a place where they have a cash cushion so they don't have to rely on even earned wage access, right? And our model is aligned to that. The more they have on their balance, like that's how we make money, right? They grow their balance, they spend. And so we're looking to saving solutions that are automated right through their employer in addition to savings credit building solutions because not having credit can be costly right it's a difference between you putting three months of deposit on rent or you know a, a large deposit on your cell phone bill or not and so looking to some of those more solutions that we can really play make a approaching our solutions a holistic way to improve their lives financially I mean, there's a lot of opportunity and potential there. So can you speak to some of the early implementations of how you kind of try to nudge them in the right direction on this? Yeah. So one of the features that we launched a success was this idea of providing them more insights into their finances, right? And when we looked at a lot of the tools out there to help with budgeting, it was more geared towards longer term objectives. And we wanted to give our workers insights. It's like, how do you manage cash flow between paychecks, right? Like how much do you have available to spend today? Not, you know, a month from now. And that's been a, a great way to take our wallet and spend money coming in, money going out and just provide them more insights and really to nudge them proactively of things that they can do to, again, help them grow their balance. Curious, any early data on the success rates of that? We look at the adoption rates and the usage on that, and it's been pretty great, especially because it's a passive way to stay engaged with the user, push notifications, whatnot, that keep mm -hmm. them coming back and look to branches, again, a more comprehensive solution rather than just a way to tap into their earnings, say, before their paycheck. So talk to me about your monetization strategy. So I'm curious about this. How is it that branch itself makes, branch itself makes money? Yeah, so we primarily rely on interchange revenue. So with our wallet, there's also an optional debit card that the employee and worker can use. And we know that a certain percentage of users, as I mentioned, will use that debit card to access their money and go out and spend. And so we make money from the merchant. The merchant pays MasterCard, and we share in a little bit of MasterCard Visa, and we share a little bit of that fee from the merchant. Yes, it's a very common methodology for challenger banks to, to basically make money that way. And I think the great thing about that is that traditional banks are incentivized to, you to do a lot of things that are bad for you. Like, that's, let's be honest. Like, it's if you basically overdraw your account, you get to ding you for a large amount. You know, there's any number of things that they make money off of your bad habits. And so, therefore, there's an incentive to create dark patterns that result in your bad habits being more frequent. I mean, this is not a conspiracy theory. I've spoken to consultants who've talked to banks about this stuff, unfortunately. And the great thing about making money off the interchange fees is you're not in opposition to the consumer. I mean, don't get me wrong. You have incentive for them to pay, for them to spend money, but hey, everybody's going to spend. If you're the primary wallet. You're going to make, you're going to make your cut that way. But at the end of the day, you're not incentivized to make them do something wrong. You're incentivized to basically 
help them have a better financial life, quite honestly. Yeah. And quite honestly, it's also about if they grow their balances, they have more income coming in, like that in turn should help us, right? Grow as well. And so, yeah, we, we really love it because it's really aligned to the interests of our users. And yeah, you know, the more our users grow financially, we'll hopefully be alongside them along that journey. Now, one of the, that's where it was, one of the use cases for sectors that you mentioned specifically on your website was healthcare. Can you speak to the challenges there? I mean, I think pretty much it's pretty well known what the challenges are in restaurants. You mentioned the tip issues, the delivery, the relatively low pay, so then the high turnover. But what, why, what makes healthcare a specific vertical that you guys have targeted? Yeah, you know, when you think about large healthcare facilities, aside from just the physicians running it or the RNs, there's a large staff operationally to make mm-hmm. it say like a hospital work, right? So you have cleaning services, you have technicians, you have, it's a pretty big operation. And, you know, some of the facilities we work with are upwards of 50,000 employees. As you would imagine, like similar challenges that we've seen if they fall into that low to moderate income bucket of living paycheck to paycheck, incurring fees elsewhere. And so it's been a, a great segment for us to tap into a large employee population that's often, yeah, been overlooked because with benefits like brand. Yeah, I mean, it's not the first one that would, that would jump out at you as being a vertical that would have that kind of challenge, but you're absolutely right. I mean, you talk about 50,000, some of these operations. I mean, it's yeah. uh, it'll be interesting to see what your next, is there a next vertical that you're specifically thinking is going to be the, the next big target or is that just a trade secret at this point? <laughs> well, we, we're seeing a lot of uh, traction again in contractor payments, I think, as our mm. People look for flexible employment. It's been a, a good way to tap into this growing population of workers. Um, you know, one of the things we found too, we recently ran a gig report just to see, are there any differences with the consumer between the hourly W-2 workers we've traditionally targeted and gig workers? And I think research reinforced that they also value free instant payments. You know, I think the stat that jumped out was 70% of gig workers prefer to receive their pay within the same day that they work. And so the really? you know, solution, it, it, it aligned nicely. And yeah, some of the 1099 specifics or like, you know, 1099 staffing companies that I've seen really increased demand over the last year and are growing pretty rapidly. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. You know, in talking to other challenger banks and whatnot, the mental aerobics that we actually all have to do when we open up our, our bank account to check our balance Right, like you think about it, it's like, okay, so what's coming out next month or what's coming out like what's coming out on Friday and do am I gonna have enough to cover whatever? That sort of stuff. You start thinking about the cognitive burden that puts on the collective like all collective humanity. It's pretty substantial. And I think I, you know, from that standpoint, I understand the appeal of, of same day pay. It's like, hey, I did it, I got it, I know what I got. It's a lot easier to budget, I think, than when you're not worried about something two weeks out. Yeah, I agree. And just have, feeling uh, secure and having that safety net in a way, right? Although you may not need it, at least on the earn wage access side that same day, knowing that it's there in case something arises is a sense of safety and security for workers and just really, yeah, financial, helping them with a more financial stability. So before I wrap up, there's uh, three questions I ask everybody to end on a positive note. And the first one is, if you had one wish for something you could change in your company or in industry as a whole, what would it be? For us, I think we would love to see more open banking and the ability for a user to own their data and take it where they want. Ultimately, like we feel that like data is something that's 
to the user. And the less siloed it is, I think the more benefit it is to the consumer because you can find alternatives and ways to help uh, consumers with new innovative products. Now, a cause near and dear to my heart and fraught with frustration, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Uh, I mean, that traverses all kinds of issues surrounding yeah, data rights and whatnot. But I would say uh, for anyone interested in learning more about what that means, I did a five-part series in open banking a couple months ago. If you want to see a very animated uh, series of panel discussions, by all means, go check it out. Second question I have for you is, what's been the biggest challenge in the company to where it is today? I think the biggest challenge has been making sure we're have the right people at different stages of the company and the company looks different. Like, you know, if you look at us when we, we first started, right. I mentioned we were a B2B mobile workforce management product and making that shift to a financial service company, we had to undergo a series of changes and it's a different set of people that we needed to grow and departments we needed to grow, right? So if you think about a financial service company, you have a regulatory component, you have an operational component with support, you have fraud component. And so it's like putting those pieces in place was a little bit of a learning curve, but you know, I'm happy to say that we're off and running now and continue to grow. And uh, it's funny because you kind of hit, when I asked the question about the biggest challenge, you kind of hit the biggest challenge in your first two questions. So people are always number one. Yes. Clean data is always number two. <laughs> So, <laughs> so there are some universals. I, I look forward to those problems, at least one of those problems is solved. We can start talking about things. And the last question I have for you is, with all the challenges of being an entrepreneur and a business owner, what gets you out of the bed every morning and keeps you energized to keep fighting the good fight? Honestly, it, it comes down to our end users. Like we hear these stories that, I, you know, I highlighted some, but really it's the stories that we hear from our users every day and how we're making a difference. It makes it really pretty rewarding, you know, not only being able to grow a company, helping businesses, but at the end of the day, helping a lot of people with their function. And so I think everybody at Branch, you know, I still, uh, the companies at a size where I, I still interview everybody. You know, if you want to interview with everybody that we hire and that always comes up. You know, I say, you very talented. You can work anywhere. Live branch. And they all say, like, you know, at the end of the day, it's great to see the company make a difference in millions of lives and the potential impact it could play going forward. Yeah, people will do a lot more for purposes they're passionate about than just a paycheck, that's for sure. So, yeah, you can, you can blend those two things. You've got, uh, you got something, you got bottled lightning there. So, uh, thank you so much for your time today. It uh, was greatly appreciated. And I, Hope you keep doing what you work. Keep doing what you're doing because, again, uh, gonna beat up on the payday lender guys. Don't get me wrong. I know they serve a purpose. I serve they. They're better than bookies. It's not bookies. They're better than loan sharks. But uh, but something like this is a cleaner, elegant, simpler solution that basically does not cost a fortune. So far superior. So thank you. Yeah, thank you, Jason. It's been great. So that was my interview with Atif Siddiqui at a branch. And I hope you take the time if you're in the US and in need for this type of product to take a look at what they're doing, because quite honestly, I think uh, it's a wonderful little benefit to, add your, uh, to offer your employees just about any bit for just about any business, quite honestly. As always, if you enjoyed this podcast, please review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or visit your podcast. Until next time, take care. This podcast was brought to you by Woodgate Financial, an award-winning financial planning firm catering to high net worth individuals and their families. To learn more, go to woodgate.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, or find more episodes at jasonperera.ca.